Welcome to the People Teaching People podcast. My name is Tiana Fesh. I'm a mom of three, an educator, a course development consultant, and a lifelong learner. Teaching and learning can take place anytime, anywhere, and in a multitude of ways. The range of knowledge and skills to teach and to learn about are truly limitless. But at the heart of all teaching and learning experiences are the people. The People Teaching People podcast is the place to talk about the who, what, when, where, why, and how of teaching and learning in a world where there is always more to discover. Education plays an important and integral role in all facets of our lives. How we work, do business, live, play, explore, and build relationships. Let's talk teaching and learning together. Welcome to the People Teaching People podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. So I use a relationship-centered approach when it comes to all things teaching and learning and in my work as a course development consultant. And I was asked the other day, what exactly is relationship-centered teaching and learning? What do you mean by that? I thought that I would take this opportunity on this episode to explain what it is, to talk about what can happen when this approach isn't used, and to share three key strategies that you can use in the development of your own learning experiences, be it an online course, a training program, a webinar, a workshop, etc. So what is relationship-centered teaching and learning? This means focusing on the who, the people involved in teaching and learning. People are at the heart of teaching and learning. I have taught junior high, high school, and university courses like biology, chemistry, and even something called individual learning, but this is the content and subject matter that I taught. In each of these classes, I've had the immense privilege to teach and work with and to learn from amazing groups of people. So when we approach teaching and learning with a relationship-centered approach, we foster strong connections among teachers, learners, and content. It is so easy to get caught up in the what and how of teaching and learning and to give less thought to the who. So if we keep these relationships at the forefront, it really reminds us of who the learning experience is for. It helps us to be more mindful of engagement, and it highlights that learner experience are as much an opportunity for the facilitator or teacher to learn as they are for the participants. So a couple of questions for you to reflect on. Who is a teacher or what is a learning experience that really left a positive impression on you? Why is this the case? And who is a teacher or what is a learning experience that really left a negative impression on you? And why is this the case? So when I think back, my favorite teacher of all time was my grade two teacher, Mrs. Hoglin. I felt comfortable in her class. I didn't worry about making mistakes. I felt excited to learn. She actually inspired me to become a teacher. And when I think back to one of my worst teachers of all times, I think of my grade four science teacher. And in my diary, I actually wrote, I was having a great day until science came around. I used to read my grade four diary to my junior high and high school science students to let them know that I didn't actually always love science. 
This teacher was cold and unapproachable. Her classroom wasn't fun or engaging. I didn't do well in her class and I didn't enjoy being there. And oftentimes when I ask these questions and I have people share their own positive or negative learning experiences, they tell me about how they felt. It wasn't about the teacher with the best PowerPoint slides or who did the best job balancing chemical equations. So what can happen when a relationship-centered approach isn't used? Things like people can feel overwhelmed or underwhelmed. People can be completely disengaged. They just don't care or they're not interested. For online courses, people don't complete them. People don't achieve the results or the outcomes set out for them. They aren't confident in the knowledge and skills they have learned. I remember sitting in a university math class, madly trying to copy all the notes and calculations down and leaving with zero understanding of what was covered, along with a very sore hand. And I remember being in a science class where students were hesitant to put up their hands because the teacher made them feel terrible for giving the wrong answers. So I want to share with you three key strategies you can use to implement a relationship-centered approach in the development of your own learning experiences. So when I work with businesses in creating and implementing learning experiences, there are some small but mighty relationship-centered strategies that can really make a difference when it comes to content, design, and experience. So key is keeping your people in mind and at the forefront. So I'm going to share one strategy for each of these categories. So first of all, content. What is that? That is the what of your learning experience. What is it all about? And this includes consideration for things like sources, scope and detail, organization of the content as well. Strategy number one. Is it need to know or nice to know? So when you're planning and mapping out your content, ask yourself, is this a need to know or a nice to know? So we have a tendency to want to offer as much value as humanly possible. And we can sometimes do this by including all the things. So this can ultimately lead to overwhelm and confusion for our participants. Think about the end goal. What is the desired end result for your people? What do they want to know, do, and understand? Think about the questions that people are asking. What really needs to be in there and what could be saved for another time or opportunity? If I was planning a course on how to use Instagram, I could also talk a little bit about Facebook and Pinterest and LinkedIn, but would that be creating additional value or just creating overwhelm and confusion? Next is design. So that's the how. How are you designing the learning experience for your people? So this includes consideration of the learning environment, opportunities for collaboration and community building, key outcomes and objectives, instructional strategies, assessment, as well as consideration for diverse learners, because we all don't learn in the same ways. So strategy number two is scaffolding. Are you using scaffolding when you're designing your learning experiences? Now, okay, this is totally a teacher word. Scaffolding is the support given to our participant throughout the learning process. So it involves breaking up the learning into chunks and providing a tool or structure for each 
chunk. So one specific scaffolding strategy is I do, we do, you do. So I do is, for example, a demonstration with an explanation by the instructor. We do is working collaboratively or walking through a process along with your participants. And you do is giving people an opportunity to try it for themselves. So if I was creating a lesson on how to create an Instagram reel, I could provide an overview and demonstration of the steps. That's how I do. I could ask participants to pull out their phones and practice creating a reel along with me. That's we do. And then I could create an Instagram or ask them to create their own Instagram reels and to tag me so that I could provide them with some constructive feedback. That's you do. Next is experience. So that's the journey. How are you delivering the learning experience to your people? So this includes consideration for usability and accessibility, flow and pace, opportunities for feedback, perceptions and feelings, clear expectations and objectives, active engagement, and evidence of understanding. So strategy number three is breathe in, breathe out. Are you giving your participants time to process and reflect and to make the content meaningful to them? So inhaling or breathing in is your participants listening to, watching, and taking in that content and information. Exhaling and breathing out is active engagement with your content by your participants. So they're taking in what you have shared and making it meaningful to them by doing something with it. So for example, if I was creating a lesson on writing an Instagram caption, I could highlight and explain the key components of an awesome caption, and I could show some examples of great captions. That's all breathing in, inhaling by your participants. What about exhaling? I could tell a story about a caption that I wrote that didn't meet the mark. Stories are a fantastic way to pull people in and encourage them to reflect on their own experiences. I could share some examples of captions that weren't the best and have participants think about and identify what could be changed or improved. I could get participants to write a caption for a post or reel they were thinking about doing and have them share their ideas with a partner or in a Facebook group to get some feedback. These are all examples of breathing out, exhaling by your participants. There are obviously many more strategies that can be used in relationship-centered teaching and learning, but I hope that these ones have been helpful. So to recap, strategy number one was nice to know or need to know. Strategy number two was scaffolding. I do, we do, you do. And strategy number three was breathe in, breathe out. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'd love to hear how you're implementing relationship-centered teaching and learning in the work that you're doing, and I'd also love to hear what your key takeaways are from this episode. So please feel to reach out with those, as well as any questions that you might have about relationship-centered teaching and learning. Thank you for listening to the People Teaching People podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Tiana Fesh and on my website, tianafesh.com. I would love it if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore all things teaching and learning together.